Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle and this is the second episode of April 2015. A bit of a bonus episode, if you will, although I'd like to do more of these in the future if both the schedule allows and people actually want to hear this. Uh, Let's talk about this episode for a second. You know, we run a clean, family-friendly program here at the KaijuCast and have been doing so for the past six years. But this episode is basically just a conversation between me and my co-hosts. Now, there are a lot of podcasts that only have this kind of interaction. So we're giving it like a trial run. Um, For this episode, we have no special guests to interview, no movie to review, no real agenda. And uh, something that I really need to share, no filter. This is an explicit show. So if you and your kids like to listen to the podcast or you don't want them learning that naughty language from us, you should probably skip this one and wait for the next episode. Now that we have that out of the way, make sure to go support Symphonic Fury, the Kickstarter campaign helmed by John DeSantis and Chris Olio. Make sure to listen to our last episode for an interview with them. Now let's talk about this episode a little bit more. Brian, Rachel, and Jeff came over to talk about stuff And if this becomes a regular thing, what should we call it? What should it be named? Uh, I want to have a way to delineate between our normal episodes and these, I don't know, what you would call them. You know, conversational stuff. (laughs) We almost planned on talking about the big Godzilla news that was announced at the beginning of this month, but we're going to save that for another episode. Holy crap, that means we are going to have four episodes this month. Anyway, we should probably get the ball rolling for this very conversational program right now. But first, we are going to hear Brown Gargantua from Quicksand.
don't even know how to start it. I mean, I don't even know what episode it's going to be. I don't know any of that stuff. But uh, this is going to be... Do we want to go with Gavin about Godzilla? <laughs> oh my god. I like Yak Attack better. Yak Attack? Okay. We can but do Yak we can Attack. do Gavin about Godzilla if you want. I don't know. We I like both. What did, Marvel, what did Marvel choose for their uh, the, the letters page in the back of the Marvel comic? I bet it had a name like Gavin about Godzilla or something. Like a spider bite on your face. Oh man, don't get bitten by spiders really? in my house. Yeah, no. it's another one of those that showed up like on your head the other day. Yeah. You've got a big one on your cheek. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, that sucks. This guy keeps getting bit by bugs. <laughs> Man. Hopefully you won't go into like, some sort of shock right now. Yeah. 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 Well, if it's, uh, if it puffs Bummer. up, let me know. Yeah. The, the tell, the if tell all episode. I, think yeah. I usually have, growing a I usually have some Benadryl in my purse that you can take if you want. If it Let's, starts yeah, to itch or anything. Let's do some Benadryl. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do a couple shots of Benadryl. That's weird. Uh, huh. Yeah, I noticed it was like itching a second ago. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, all. It's just you can, like you can what just you say, "Welcome to, all right, and welcome to insert name here." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can do. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It we don't have really to have matter. something cool for the to, first know. first we time don't. out the gate. Yeah. Um, what we do have to do is uh, basically just kind of run down what we're going to talk about. So in this episode, because this is just kind of a hangout, shoot the shit, we're, we're, we've got the filter off. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, don't listen with your kids, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> if you care about that, if you don't care, fuck it, whatever, right? Yeah, and do we're it. Just going to talk. So, uh, I'm going to talk about my recent trip to Monster Palooza. These guys went to a cool garage sale, which <laughs> yeah. sounds a lot cooler than I just said. So, uh, we're going to do, uh, some email reading. Read some emails that we got from people. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be talking about what I am watching these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I've got uh, some information about my next visit to the land of the rising sun. Nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do we want to start with? You guys want to tell? Let's tell. You guys talk about, about your garage, garage sale. sale. We got to yeah. we got to make it sound a lot cooler. Yeah. Than what how the you hell was it? it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, well, it really. I mean, it was the. It used to be called the world's largest garage sale, I think, but they changed the name recently to the Northwest's largest garage sale. So Isn't maybe the world's someone largest took garage that sale in like title the Mid East somewhere. I don't think. I don't know that this one was ever actually <laughs> oh, okay, the world's yeah. largest garage sale, and maybe that's why they were forced. There's to a, change the there's name? a legit one. There's a okay. dude in Portland uh whose name is I'm spacing on right now, but he has a design firm and he's really awesome. Like his design style is really cool. We actually try and bite it a little bit at work sometimes and it's just really great. Draplin is his name. Mm. Uh and he does that. He goes to the world's largest garage sale and it's like oh. a, I think it's a freaking week long event oh where he gosh. goes and like basically goes through all these things and he does photo documentation of it. And then he, he likes going and finding cool old memorabilia that has like great old logo design, like classic oh, okay, vintage cool. looking design stuff. Yeah. And then he posts pictures on his website, but that's why nice. I n- even know oh, about the okay. world's largest garage sale. Yeah, so this is, you know, a division of that. Uh, this, this is like a giant flea market, basically. Yeah. Wait, and where, wait where was it? So it is, this was at the Portland Expo Center. Okay, okay. Um, Hall A. <laughs> Be <laughs> but, uh, more specific. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it 
it had, you know, it's just a huge uh, convention like hall that's full of tables with people with their random junk yeah. and then, you know, some random cool stuff. And it's, we were actually quite shocked at how many toys there were and how many collectibles that we saw. There's sure, there's the random tables that is just all old lady crap that nobody wants but then <laughs> there's old ladies old lady, <laughs> yeah. nobody wants your and shit. old ladies selling it <laughs> um but then there's you know we found these um you know the little godzilla sparker toys yeah yeah, the yeah. really sparker toys yeah so we found you know they've got the remakes that we we have some of those that we picked up at g fest you know a few years ago um but these were ones from the 80s that yeah, there we got a Godzilla and who else do we get? Gigan? Yeah, Gigan. Okay. Um and so they're they're pretty cute. I did They're well worn as well. <laughs> yeah, they don't spark anymore. They're, they're loved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. They, they don't spark. Someone like I don't like, think they I think they did. The, the flint in the inside. I, yeah. 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 Trying, the Gigan yeah. one I don't like to roll cuz it feels like it's, whoever had oh it as a gosh, kid someone like it annihilated it. You know, you can tell they were probably just slamming it against the against the pavement. Pavement. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I, I had, smell that. Yeah. I smell that flint. Yeah. Mm, when yeah. I was a little kid, I had Mina and Gamera of those. And nice. I love like sparking them. <laughs> yeah. I just so. have the, I have two Daimajin ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have the clear one like that of, uh, Gauss, and then we also have a regular one, right? It, we have a regular Gauss, uh, and we have a clear uh, Gamma, I think. Oh, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, um, that, those are fun. But uh, but yeah, so we, that was exciting to see those, and they they also had just random like the um, what are they called again? We were talking about it before high we grade. started recording. High grade, high grade Godzilla toys. Yeah, that the pieces come apart. Mm-hmm. They're little small ones. Um, and we would put, we were putting those, uh, trying to find all the pieces for a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them were missing pieces because <laughs> it, it was just yeah. a part in a bin with random Legos it was and probably know, legitimately junk. some kids' old toys. That it, was, yeah. like, it was basically an old yeah. shoebox. Yeah. Right. That some right. kid had like, their mom probably gathered right, up all right. the loose so, end toys. Is so that, yeah. that still happens? Because like Apparently. that was how it happened when we were kids, right? Like, so Jeff and I are the oldest in the, in the room. And like, without a doubt, my mom and dad were like, uh, we're taking all this stuff to a garage sale. Yeah. Cause you're having a Brian. Yeah. All intact, all still on display yeah. in my parents' house. It's like I was a child that died. It's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a way, you probably. But it's all there. Right? But I left it all because it's nothing. Nothing Godzilla related. I didn't know what the hell I was into as a kid. Oh so they're they're keeping the old yeah. Rachel alive. There's a cool dollhouse, like the Playmobil dollhouse. <laughs> that probably makes that a lot of sense sweet. for Rachel. So for the um, listeners out there, Rachel had a very very religious upbringing. Yes. And then in your late teens, early twenties. So I moved out at nineteen. Okay. And immediately was like, oh my God, monsters, aliens, A the world. world. Yes. <laughs> but, and that's probably the song that came into my head because I was raised on Disney. Oh my but, God. Oh my God. But I was just like amazed by all these fantastic movies. Um, but, and Godzilla and Pigmon and 
Oh man. Yeah, you you were in a house where and this is I know a lot of kids like this where you couldn't watch R-rated movies or anything right. like that. Yeah, I was very yeah, restricted. So. It was seriously I was like, like that too, you can watch Disney yeah. movies. Yeah, well, and Veggie Tales. No, I had the same thing. I mean, when I graduated high school and I went to art school, my brain exploded, you know. I yeah. was like first year I was like, I'm shaving the sides of my head. I'm dyeing my hair purple. <laughs> yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm wearing all black. I don't care what you say. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that wow. was my rebellion. <laughs> Actually, did your parents have like a thing about wearing black? I got a lot of shit for my, it. My dad, yeah. no, like seriously, are, like was like yeah. uh, trying to tell me that when I wore black t-shirts, it made me, you know, it put me in a different class of person or some, yeah. something like wow. that. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't remember what it was. My parents were very uh, guilt- dependent on on the way they raised me it wasn't and fear fear of god little little bit but not so much my parents weren't that kind of religious you know there was they never talked about like oh you're going to hell you know Mm. it was it was basically (laughs) i think i mentioned this in a recent episode like the way i present myself was a direct reflection on how they raised me and so it literally came up every time I didn't tuck in my shirt, which is why I never <laughs> fucking tuck in my shirt anymore. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and like, seriously, I refuse to do it unless yeah. I like put on another shirt on the outside. I'm like, oh shit, my t-shirt is it's longer than longer, my yeah. other shirt. Now you're going to tuck that. But I still don't do that even <laughs> very know, much. Should, yeah. But yeah, like that's, that's why like uh-huh. that I wear yeah. t-shirts and jeans and it's I have an aversion. I, don't wear dresses, I really. have an aversion to collared shirts ties yeah. uh suits all that kind of crap blazers yeah. Yeah. Khaki <laughs> pants. oh god no. yeah it's funny because my, my dad was the same way i mean my dad was not religious by any way by any means but he would always say like the way you looked was a reflection on him yeah, uh, uh, and yeah. So, so he didn't like he, he had it he didn't like black you know, mm-hmm. me wearing black and of course look at all of us he, we're he, all he, in black right now <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't like long hair either so yeah. when I got mm-hmm. in high school, I started growing my hair long. Oh, yeah. 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 Was, oh, that, man, that was an absolute was like, no. Mm-hmm. I could not do that. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's actually when I was a senior, I started growing my hair long. And then he didn't like it, but he didn't say, like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, well. But he, yeah. but he, but he would always say, like, I mean, you're At not going to get a job, good job. Yeah. You're not going to meet a nice girl looking <laughs> like that. See, yeah, that's me, so I, weird because my parents would never have said that to me, that aspect of it. I mean, they would have mm. come up with something else. If I, I mean, basically, if I said I wanted to grow my hair long, they would have said no. Yeah. Even at age 16, you know. Yeah. I think the first time I had longish hair was when I was uh, in between my junior and senior year. I'd let my hair over the summer get sort of shaggy. Mm. And then I, I cut it all off when I went back to boarding school. So, okay, uh, yeah. I had to. Ouch. What garage sale? Garage, garage sale. sale. Oh, is that yes, what we're talking about? Her, but she, she had. Thanks for keeping us on no, task. But, <laughs> but you had mentioned like parents, yeah. ga- you know, gathering up. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. My parents would threaten me like, if you don't clean the room, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean it for you. Yeah. Oh. So that was like a thing. Like, okay, I better yeah. clean this stuff up. But I do remember, um, the one time my mom talked me into. My mom would have garage sales a couple times a year. She's like, right. Why don't you sell something, and then you can take that money and buy Star Wars figures or whatever else you want. <laughs> buy more crap. To <laughs> yeah, you know? So yeah. she talked me into selling the Maskatron, which was <gasps> a $6 million man villain. It was kind of robotic. Oh. 
And okay, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that, but I'm like, okay, I'll do it because, you know, Star Wars figures are all the rage, yeah. and, and I'm like, I, I need money for those, get my fix or whatever. <laughs> so I remember, like, when it sold to some kid and his mom, I remember, like, almost like wanting to scream, "No, wait! Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. sell it." And so, still yeah. now to this day, I'm like, if I can find a Mascatron at a somewhat decent price, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so you did not see a Mascatron, you know? At I, the I've garage we, sale. I know I've seen mm-hmm. them. We do various, see, but they go for you know. We see Steve Austin quite a bit now. Mm-hmm. Six yeah, we later. picked up one like a while yeah, back. We got but, it, Steve Austin, but. Yeah, but we saw. We're always on the yeah. lookout for that. We saw a Bigfoot from that line that was in a yeah. perfect condition box. How much was there? Eight hundred bucks. Yeah, it was oh, crazy. Yeah. And I <laughs> so and I awesome. I traded so my childhood that Bigfoot when I was in college for the twelve-inch Darth Vader, the vintage. Oh wow! Oh right. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah. oh, I really want that vintage Darth Dude, Vader. I totally thought you were going to say something along the lines of. For I beer, or a blowjob, you know. <laughs> Not that I think you could actually trade a Bigfoot figure for a blowjob, but well, I another, just think from that, another you know, six million dollar man geek, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nobody of the female persuasion. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. What, so, so then the the guy that had the Godzilla stuff also had some of those finger puppets that were uh, brightly colored. Oh yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But they were in terrible condition, and yeah, so we didn't get any of those. But yeah. um, but we did get a little Varan, and we got Some a Baragon yeah. missing an ear. We dug through that Ugh. entire freaking box like four times looking for the other ear, mm. but it mm. wasn't in there, but we still bought it. So now we have a Baragon on <laughs> yeah. our shelf that can only have his right side facing out. So yeah. Vincent Van Baragon. There you go. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. But it, it, it's we yeah. rarely ever see like awesome Godzilla or Ultraman or anything like that stuff. Yeah. So to actually see a bunch of it in complete disarray was really kind of frustrating. <laughs> of like, oh come on! Yeah. If these were well put together, you would have sold the whole yeah. box to the three of I us. I bet you see yeah. that, that. And he was charging like a bucky, twelve-inch tall mm-hmm. Godzilla. This like the the one that was made in China that everybody had, yeah, like yeah. from like the eighties, uh, right? Totally yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Yeah. Remember, I got that at a flea market. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. Yeah. We see Godzilla knockoffs all the time and there's yeah. so many like but yeah, we see that I think it's Imperial is that. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's also like uh I think Dorme is a company that like a Chinese company that did that as well. Mm-hmm. The Imperial one I think was actually legitimately licensed here in the states because yeah. it's got the sort of accurate spines yeah, but the yeah, dorme yeah. i think mm-hmm. has like more just like spikes mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that i can't i don't actually have one so yeah. there's I like another remember. chinese company i want to say it's something it's not dorme okay but it's another one and they have a king kong have you seen that huh. it actually looks pretty good i've bid on mm, a couple on cool. ebay over the years but you know, they end up going for like over 30 or 40 bucks i think everybody who's kong fans want, yeah. wants that mm. kong fans what? but the uh yeah the garage sale was i mean when you go to these things, it's like, you know, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. You could yeah. walk around all afternoon and find nothing. But I've only we, we, we didn't find anything that big. I got a couple, I got a Famous Monsters issues for like five yeah. bucks. Oh, had. that's awesome. Some yeah. I, I found and, a couple dewbacks that I bought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I got the Galactic Heroes dewback. And then I don't know yeah. what line it is from the little tiny one I got. Those but. are micro machines, I believe. So, it, yeah. It's always great to have like, like Galoob. That's right. <laughs> it, <laughs> to see some somebody's like whole stash of toys mm-hmm. like all there for the picking it is fun to like pick out one yeah. we found an amana man from star wars the green 
They're, yeah, they're an alien race guy. that's in Jabba's palace. They have yeah, yellow. For, yeah, that guy was worth a lot of money at one oh, time. Oh yeah. Well, it wasn't the old vintage one. It was a newer uh, figure. Yeah. Okay. And I was just like, it well, was that's, like a buck. Yeah. That's cool for a buck. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, we got Yaddle, which is uh, right. You got to tell my oh favorite my Star Wars uh, in, in character case, yeah, is the Yaddle. Ca- in case listeners don't know who Yaddle are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, in case you're not cool, Yaddle is hardcore uh, fans like us. In episode Yaddle. one, Yoda's bitch. She is. <laughs> No, I don't know. With lovely Elvis hair, but yeah. shaggy in the back, and so out of oh, ideas. She's a rebel. Party in she the back. Is, yeah, that's right. yeah, it's yeah. Yoda with a mullet for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. and yeah. our cat really? hissed at it when we, uh, <laughs> when we brought it in. Oh my god, that's yeah. funny. It was funny. Was that because but, you were trying to make Yaddle ride Margot like a... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of action figures do ride on our cat's backs. That's right. Yeah. Lot, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, they uh, love us. Did you buy any of the extra <laughs> Masters of the Universe like saddles for, uh, oh, for, for power, yeah. power cats? What the hell is his name? Uh, Battle Cat. Battle maybe? Cat, yeah. 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 Power Cat, <laughs> I don't know. Action Cats. Action I, I, Cats. I think that's a Laser Cats. Yeah. Laser Cats is Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. I did see some Power Ranger walkie talkies. Those were pretty, yeah. pretty rock. And did it was the see... head of two of the Rangers. Oh, yeah. Dude, I had those for uh, Transformers when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen those I was before. A bi- I was big into Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man. We did see some G.I. Joe's. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, in Star Wars as well. Actually, it, for some reason, for me, it was Star Wars. And then mm-hmm. nothing. It was like Star Wars, mm-hmm. and then I I moved to Atlanta and uh, started getting into the rest of the stuff because I think for some reason wrestling. No, oh, I've never. Wrestling. No, 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 not wrestling. Yeah. I've never been into wrestling stuff. We saw some people had tons of yeah, like, wrestling figures. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm friends with a lot more people on Facebook now than I was a couple of years ago. A lot more kaiju fans, and man, that's a big aspect of of uh kaiju fandom there's a really? giant huh. venn diagram of, uh-huh. of kaiju oh, fans wow. and like wrestling and and kaiju definitely overlap it, and yeah. well, i know like wrestlemania was like yeah. was it last weekend or the weekend before i see that's and the thing i, was, I don't I know i just gloss over that stuff i was surprised and, like yeah, there's the a lot Facebook of people feed. that i know that are still people, yeah. i liked wrestling yeah. for about six months like in the 80s <laughs> like when hulk hogan and roddy piper and then i kind of like I kind of like lost interest. I went to a WrestleMania like, once, but uh, somebody got me free tickets, and I was like, "Sure, why not?" To a WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah. Andy Campbell Louis. from Kaiju One Hundred and One yeah. just went to something in San Francisco. That yeah, was I think that. Related. I think that. Yeah. Huge, I think he went to WrestleMania, was, um, which was weird because it was like during the day, right? Like, so I'd, I saw all these photos that were happening during the day of of oh. wrestlers. I was like, Wait, "That's not the like- normal lighting I see of a photo of that person." <laughs> yeah. Weird. Huh. Yeah. Crazy. All right, so. Did you see any Shogun Warriors Rodan figures? No, okay. we haven't. Never. We didn't see any. Uh, obviously, I'm always looking for any of the Shogun yeah. Warriors. Uh, yeah. But man, if I saw a Rodan, even if it was in awful condition, I guarantee we'd be, if we saw any of that stuff, oh, I would shit. grab it. Dude, yeah. did I tell you, did you see that Dr. Tongues has like a GoFundMe or yeah, something? Yeah, he's, he's, opening, he's opening up again. Yeah. Yeah, um, so sorry to end of, end derail of that, but like okay, basically, doc, there used to be a shop in Portland called Doctor Tongue's House of 3D Collectibles. Mark oh. Peterson is the guy who. Okay, runs yeah, it. and uh, a long time ago, back when I was first on Jeff's show, we talked about uh, going to Doctor Tongue's and not being able to afford anything. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I used to go to that guy's 
shop, you know, I mean, he only closed up like maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. But he was open for a long time there on Burnside. Yeah. And I remember. Was, I thought it was longer than 10 years ago, but I mean, I, that's because I sort of associate that with he had when a lot I of first awesome moved stuff. to Portland, yeah. you know. I mean, he had a lot of great stuff in there. Yeah. And he had the Shogun Warriors, I remember. He yeah, had those he up had up the Rodan up on the shelf. Wow. And I remember mm. as a as a broke-ass bitch being like, <laughs> how much is that? And, you know, I, I've i aged a lot since then. I've, I have a much better job, so I'm able to buy the stuff I want to buy. But, you know, at the time, I was making nothing. Mm-hmm. And so when he – I was like, oh, my God, I had that when I was a kid. How much is that? And it was like – I think it was – a steal if I was able to go back in time just to 1997. Yeah. Uh, it would have been like two, you know, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. But if I had a time machine, I was going to go back in time. I'd actually go back to like 1978. Bargain bin stuff. Yeah. But, uh, awesome. yeah, yeah. So he's got a GoFundMe campaign right now. I don't know how much time is left on it, but it's to open the shop. I know yeah. it wasn't really. It, it, I know doing very it well. wasn't doing very well, but he's still moving ahead with opening it. That was just, you know, money to kind of help out. It's not like if it, if he didn't get money, he wasn't opening. Oh, okay. he posted stuff on Facebook showing the inside of his shop and it's supposed oh. to open up here at the end of April. Oh, do you know where it is? For the listeners who don't live in Portland, yeah. I guess, yeah. you know, I can't, it's somewhere <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. east side, but well, I don't. let's, let's go when it opens. Yeah. yeah. He's having like a, I know he was having like a grand opening party for people who Oh, donated to the okay. To the thing, and one of the things did was you like, donate? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> one one of the things I didn't was donate like, either. One of the I things was like, if you donated a, a certain amount, you got like twenty five percent off lifetime purchases there. But I think it was like you had to donate like five hundred dollars. Oh or something yeah, like that. I don't have that kind of liquid funds right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember like Doctor Tongues was the place I always went to him for. Sideshow released these twelve inch Universal monsters back you know oh, okay 10, yeah years oh, ago, nice. and I always just tell him like because he'd get a certain amount in because they would always sell out really quickly so i just said like reserve one for me okay cool mm. yeah so he's like he's like pretty cool so you know I, I i balked at the price of rodan but what i i will say about dr tongue or mark yeah mark peterson peterson that guy was very personable and even though i wasn't able to afford some of his stuff he years after i had first come into the shop and talked to him Years afterwards, I came in, I think it was close to when he was closing down, and he remembered, he remembered me, remembered what I did for a living at the time. It was, I mean, I gotta say, it was really nice that, you know, that he made that kind of connection with a customer. I mean, I did buy some stuff from him, but, you know, it's good to see him coming back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think now, because, you know, the collectible market is just huge right now, it seems Mm -hmm. like, that a shop like that can now survive here. I'm not sure really what the reasons why he closed it in the first place, but I would imagine that at the time it was probably expensive to well where to he keep was. a shop open. Yeah, because yeah. he was on Burnside and Thirteenth, basically on the west oh. side. Yeah, so I mean, not no, too on far the east side, on the east side. Oh, yeah. on the east side. Sorry, yeah, yeah. He almost was like the east side equivalent of Billy Galaxy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Billy Galaxy was open there. back then. I don't know when Billy opened his shop. I remember going there the first time. To Billy's? Yeah, to Billy's, like, I think it was like the year 2000. Okay. I'm not sure how long it was there because it always looks like it's been there for a long time. Yeah. And Billy's like, shop like, looks like a vintage shop. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I went in so and I'm like, vintage oh, cool. toys. I remember I went in yeah. and I'm like, whoa, I yeah. never know this. Because it's right, you know, down the street from Powell's. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. I remember when we first visited here, we were driving downtown. I don't remember where we were going, but. 
I just saw out the window. It said in the window, like, monsters and robots. And I was like, where's that? We need to go there. What's that? What's the monsters and robots thing? I don't know what it is, but I want to go. <laughs> yeah. I think the first time I heard about Billy Galaxy, it was uh, from my friend Katsu, who runs a shop it's called Compound Gallery, but it used to be called Just Be Toys. Oh, my God. And he used hard. to actually sell Japanese toys, but then he phased it out. But at the mm. time... He said something about Billy Galaxy selling Japanese toys, and I was like, "What, really?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's mostly vintage stuff, and yeah. it's not. Uh, there's not a lot of Japanese stuff, and that's the deal. Billy mostly sells vintage American toys, but yeah. he's got some stuff from Japan. <laughs> um, yeah. He's. I've told him. I was like, I was like, dude, please keep an eye out for a Rodan for me, you know. But yeah, I. The problem is, Billy might be able to sell a Rodan figure to me for two hundred bucks. But he could take that same Rodan figure and sell it to somebody else for like 500 bucks. So, right. I mean, he's, he's a friend of mine. Uh, but I don't think he's, you know, willing to lose out on double the price or, or oh, whatever. Sure. What's the toy company that's reproducing the Godzilla? Toy Nami. Yeah. And how, what's the price? Isn't that like 360? I believe. Yeah, but it's, yeah, wow. it's like around three. I think it's just under 300 bucks. That's a lot of money. Yeah, you know, when we, when we heard about it, we learned about this last year around San Diego Comic Con. And, um, you know, the Toynami thing, it's, it's really cool because it's taking the Shogun Warriors pose and remaking it into something that's a lot more accurate for Godzilla and still has the shooting fist and the flickering tongue. And I'm sure it still rolls and stuff. But man, just for 200 and whatever that is, 280. Um, I just don't think that's, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pay that kind of money for something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. If you said, Hey, Kyle, what price would you actually, I'll ask you guys, you, cause none of you have the Shogun Warriors Godzilla, right? Mm-mm. No. Where, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> none of you guys have the Shogun Warriors Godzilla. No. no. Okay. So how much would you pay for a, a, a decently in shape, you know, still has all its stuff Shogun Warriors Godzilla figure? If it was like, and I'm not saying like what's the maximum. I'm just saying yeah. if you if you came across it at the at the garage sale, what would the price be for you to be like, you know what, I'm gonna get that. One fifty. One fifty. You would pay one hundred and fifty dollars for one. If okay. it was in really good condition. Okay. Oh my gosh, I was thinking fifty. Okay. Yeah. No, that's val- completely yeah. valid. What about you, yeah. Brian? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I've seen them for like eighty in yeah, decent condition. Yeah. 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 In decent condition? Yeah, yeah, in pretty decent condition. Yeah, I think it would probably, for me, it'd be 50 for Godzilla. Yeah, right. right? For Godzilla, mm-hmm. I'd go 50 because I really don't like the sculpt. I, re- you know, it's, it's, and it's not nostalgic to me. It does not have any tie to my childhood. It's just something that I remember being there, but the bright shining star was the Rodan. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the problem is like, if you're, t- if you're asking me about what I would pay for Godzilla, it's not even close to what I would pay right. for the brand that what they're going to be for charging the one, for yeah. the brand new one. It's just exactly. it's, it's, to me it, doesn't make sense. I know it's probably and, a much it, more limited sale. And there's right. also like, you know, like for me, I don't want the new one. I want the no, old one. Exactly. Even, even, yeah, with, the, even yeah. with the lesser sculpt, mm-hmm. it's like they're doing. So I don't know what company it is is doing a reproduction of the Kenner 
you know, 18 inch. Oh, aliens. yeah. That's, uh, but they're it's doing called it. Reaction. But yeah. it's, it's basically, it's a sub, sub brand Super of seven? Super 7. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing seven. a three foot tall one. Yeah. And it's yeah. $4.99. Oh. Which my I'm gosh. like, even though it's three feet tall, that's like, that's ridiculous. You could buy a new one of the Kenner one for, I think, less than $500. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, see, this is why I don't, I don't think I need to get into that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, aside from the fact that I'm sitting here surrounded by Japanese made toys, you know, like the two, if I'm going to spend 250 on a figure, like I could point out maybe six toys in this room that cost me $250 individually, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's an American thing that's cost to 80. There's just no way I'm going to buy it. But people that have that nostalgia, I can't say. If they came out with a Rodan figure for the same price, I can't say that I would turn that down. But do, w- hmm. wouldn't you want, would you want the new one? Or would you rather have the You old know, one? it depends. You know, the new Godzilla figure, I, it looks really good. If they mm-hmm. did a new version of the Shogun Warriors Rodan figure, I might pull the trigger on that, you know? Yeah. As long as it had the same features, which would be the, the beak that you move and it sort of makes a squawking sound because it's got the two pieces of plastic rubbing yeah. up on each other, which I'm sure eventually if someone played with it enough, it would break down the swivel neck. The, it had two claws, right? So when you put the claw, you open one of them up and then you put it down on a figure, it would close around the, around the figure and pick oh, it up. That's cool. <laughs> right? Yeah. See, right. This is awesome. See, this love is the stuff the I love. toy element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certain and things, then, yeah. and then the other thing that would be a necessity, it would have to do this. It would have to have the three holes in the back, like a bowling ball mm-hmm. and the two wings that are connected by some sort of material so that when you move it up and down, it flies. Mm-hmm. It, it's wings move. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's the, it absolutely has to have those things. If it doesn't do those, I wouldn't be interested. Now, if they did a new version of Rodan and it looked much more screen accurate to say the 1956 version, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't think I would turn it down. I think I would be on board. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. You don't want to answer it. That's fine. Okay. What is the most amount of money that you spent on one single thing? One item. Do you know what that is? Ooh, okay. Yeah. One single item. I can't think. Of, there's nothing huge in our collection. No, I was thinking of the the creature Pez. Yeah, it doesn't have to be huge. It could just be, you know, price wise. Like, what's the most gun. amount of money? That's what I mean. The yeah, Pez gun. But yeah, expensive. Yeah, but but I can't think of something else that we spent more than that on. Uh, Rachel's blown over a hundred dollars on individual Pez dispensers. Oh, you know what? Actually, Batman with a cape was more than yeah. that. Um, I'm a really big Pez collector. Yes. So, um, I got some steals if you're a Pez collector. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, at a Pez convention back in 2007 in St. Louis, we went and there was, um, a Batman with a cape. It was, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was $125 that I spent on that. Um, I think that's the most I've spent on one individual toy, but there was, um, also, a um creature from the Black Lagoon Pez dispenser that usually those run to give you some perspective those run about six hundred dollars okay. in yeah. perfect condition. Um, this they came out in nineteen fifty four. So, um, oh, the year they came really? out the, yeah. the year that holy the, shit the, that's a lot the, older. I didn't think Pez was doing 50s, things back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it was the first headed Pez dispensers were the Universal Monsters oh. and Popeye. Um, so the Pez is actually older than that. They were doing the um. Pez regulars that didn't have heads on them okay. prior to that even. But 
But are these um, the first licensed? The yeah. first licensed, yeah. yeah, the first, yeah, um, character ones. So they, so the creature usually that's why, you know, it's very rare. Most people just threw Pez dispensers away and they still do. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I found one with a broken fin at that convention and so i got it for a hundred bucks and that was a really is the good fi- deal the fin is the feet on the bottom oh, i'm sorry yeah. the no his um fins oh, his, on the side okay. of his head okay and the feet um, at the feet actually don't exist they don't that have far feet. back yeah yeah oh, okay pez didn't put feet on the uh-huh. pez dispensers until yeah so that's the first like, indication if it's a vintage pez dispenser is if it has no feet Hi. lady so. kyle just brought me my drink because <laughs> she's a good girlfriend <laughs> thanks baby <laughs> Bye. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so I got that for a hundred bucks and then I also bought a, well, I got a couple, um, but I got one, they made Pez guns and they're toy guns. Please tell me they actually shoot Pez. Yes, they, they actually have a clip in them that's like the inside of a Pez dispenser. So yeah, you fill fill a clip and then put it in a gun. Pop it into it like it's a gun ammo cartridge. I don't know what they're called. Freeze! For a slightly flavored candy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you shoot them and it actually fires out pretty hard and so... Here, yeah. think about it. It's candy. So kids are sticking guns in their mouths, firing, firing candy into the back of their throat. And the so, gun that she bought. I don't want to live anymore! Uh, Pez. So the one <laughs> I got is black with yeah. brown on the side. Because oh it's way like, old school. It looks school. like a real, oh, yeah, real yeah, gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were banned almost immediately. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they decided to make a few more, but they were bright orange. Okay. And so I have the bright orange ones you can get for like 35 box online now they're pretty easy to find but the black one is it's i i haven't seen them for sale forever on ebay or anything but i saw it at the convention for a 100 bucks so i bought that um but it is so awesome it's terrifying that kids are sitting there (laughs) shooting this candy into their mouths or firing it at each other, and it looks like a real gun. I would love to see the news report yeah. about that. Although then, it probably would have been boring because yeah, it was like right. back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't have been sensationalized news. I know. And yeah. then in in the eighties, they came out with one that didn't fire quite as hard, uh-huh. and they made it look really like, like a laser, like gun. a you know yeah. silly space gun. You it's know, like some I think Marvin it was called the Martian space, would have. space gun. But um, but yeah, it's <laughs> that one. Yeah, but it's the Pez shooter gun. So is that's the original. You'd the, say those two things are your most. The, but I think I've spent the most money yeah. on those. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of something else that we've. Spent what about you, Brian? On. I have some really rare video games. Okay. And there's a couple in my collection. I didn't pay a lot for them, but now I could sell them for huge fortunes. But and I collect. Now we're definitely talking yeah, about how much think. you've spent. Exactly. Like what's what's the most think. you've spent on one thing? We bought some. I, I collect vintage Star Wars. I'm trying to think of some of those prices. Those are always hovering well, around we always like hundred, really hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, usually because you get them on the no, card. Or, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Card. Yeah. I never go too crazy. Um, I've paid uh, like a couple hundred for a 12 back back in the 90s, which yeah. is now I would have to pay maybe like a grand for something like that now. So some of those are really expensive. So back when I was hanging out with Billy a lot, was, uh, he was he so Billy Galaxy, who deals in vintage toys, mm-hmm. gets some of them graded, right? right. So yeah, he yeah. sends them away mm-hmm. to get a grade put on them. I didn't realize that they actually take the things 
Sometimes they take them out of the package, completely remove all of the pieces to grade each individual item. Yep. (laughs) Isn't that weird? (laughs) Sounds so weird to me, but you know. I don't, yeah. I don't like that, but, uh, it, the, yeah, that's weird. I have some it's vintage weird. Star Wars figures, but they were all <clears throat> loose. And I bought them, I actually bought all of my vintage Star Wars bounty hunter figures back when I first got online and people were basically doing, um, like classifieds online. And mm-hmm. I'd start like mm-hmm. searching through it. I, I was like, I got Bosk, Forlom, Zuckus, and IG88. And then I found Boba Fett years later, but yeah. yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I can't imagine trying to find them on the card back. Yeah. Especially now. I mean, you were just, you're talking about picking up those bounty hunters. You said on a, uh, like classified, basically that sounds really old internet, like mid nineties. Yeah. 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 It so would the, be 1995 for sure. So you wouldn't have paid too much for those figures, even loose. We see those figures even loose. Now they're getting really expensive. It's really? Crazy. Yeah. So what you're telling me is I should sell my Star Wars figures. All six of them. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be rolling in dough. So the most you ever paid for a Star think, Wars figure, you think, yeah, is the I most? Yeah, the I, I definitely had 200 Oh, paid 200 ready? Star Wars nerdery. Vinyl cape? It's Classy. not vinyl cape. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Holy cow. That's insanity. All right. I just had to ask. I know. It's a cloth cape. But, you know. Okay. So, 100 bucks, you think? A couple hundred. A couple hundred. Okay. Uh, all eyes are on We're me. We're cheap. <laughs> we yeah, look for yeah. really the, good deals before we buy stuff. The most expensive thing, single item that I have purchased for the Godzilla collection. Now, for anything, I think. Well, let's not count like my 501st costume, because that's not really something I just bought and it was yeah, done. Right. <clears throat> Most expensive thing in my collection, I think it's a toss-up between that Max Factory Gamera 3 statue, which is massive. That's yeah. a 24 inch or 18 inch tall, maybe uh, somewhere in there. It's like huge. It's like one of the biggest pieces of my collection. Or Geigen here, this X plus mm-hmm. 25 centimeter Geigen. I got him last year. Mm. And for each one of those, it was roughly 350 each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think technically speaking, Geigen is the more expensive. Yeah. Cause I think when I, I uh, the deal is I kept trying to buy him yeah. on Yahoo Japan and every single goddamn time I got outbid. Every uh, single time I'd be like, nope, okay, that's the most I can do. That's the mo- I'm just not willing to go any higher than that. And I remember back when I was like, 150, that's my lowest <laughs> price. And then it's just like gradually over a couple of years, it kept getting higher and higher and mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally pulled the trigger, I said, fuck it, I'm getting it. There he is. He's gorgeous, and I'm really glad he's in my collection. But holy crap, that was a lot of money. Yeah, that was that's probably just in terms of like slightly embarrassing amounts of money that I spent on something. Geigen, just because he's only like a ten inch tall figure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so I guess why we're friends, we can talk about it. Yeah, here yeah. With without our faces <laughs> turning the, there's red. There's no judgment here, <laughs> right, right, guys? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But of course, yeah. everybody listening now. But I should be everyone listening. Is everyone listening is probably in, in the boat. collecting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, 
But uh, I know, like, or or least, hopefully they can understand. <laughs> at least they did Godzilla enough to. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I know. For me, it's the uh, that Elvira, um, you know, the maquette where she's coming out of the coffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was four hundred bucks. But yeah. I remember the thing that sold it for me was I had seen it online. But two years ago, when we were at Monster Palooza, they had one. Some guy had one out there, and he was charging like six hundred. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, seeing it in person, I'm like. That's like really nice. Yeah. So I, I think I like, saw it. Yeah. So I just kind of searched around online and like I had the cast. I'm just like, I'm just going to click it and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once you do it, you're like, I don't regret it. Once you got it, you're like, ah, money well spent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, we, I guess like on an individual thing, it's totally different compared to when we went to that Pez convention, we spent over $600 on Pez oh, dispensers. Yeah, we total. So, but that, you know, we had saved for that and everything. Yeah. But, you know, this it, is back just when you were on in an individual thing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was back in, yeah, I think it was 2007. Um, that, yeah, and it happened to be Brian's parents live in the St. Louis area. So, they had been asking us to come out and visit, and so we went out and we just planned it around the Pez convention. <laughs> you, 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 could so, smart, you could eat yeah. with Brian's parents. You had a place to stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, so oh, we could spend fine, all man, our money I'm on so Pez. I'm so familiar <laughs> with that aspect of convention going. Do yeah. I want to go to this convention where I have to pay for a hotel and airfare? And food, or do I want to go to this other convention mm-hmm. where I can stay with my buddy for free and, yeah. you know, drive up? That's what, that was the problem with mm-hmm. Monster Palooza versus Emerald City. Uh-huh. Um, which I guess is a great segue to talk about Monster Palooza. Yeah. Um, previously, previously on ER, uh, <laughs> I had tried to get in touch with Monster Palooza to do something with them. And granted, I know that, you know, the Kaiju cast is not a huge name and, in the general podcast landscape. And I know we're not a huge name outside of podcasts as well, but I got absolutely nothing back from them. Nothing at all. No response, no nothing. Emerald city, on the other hand, gave us a panel, Mm -hmm. gave us, you know, and I could drive there and, you know, for a while we were getting in his press too, or I was getting in his press and, you know, just, it was closer, you know, we crash at Nick and Denise's places, or Nick and Denise's place, or David's place. You know, yeah. there are options, and mm-hmm. I can drive. Yeah. And if I didn't want to drive, I can hop on the train, mm-hmm. which costs sixty dollars round trip or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it was almost, you know, like a no brainer. But last year, fucking Monster Palooza <laughs> gets in. <laughs> Awesome kaiju-related guests, not just for their spring show, which is typically called Monster Palooza, but their their uh, fall show as well, which is called Son of Monster Palooza. Both shows last year had awesome kaiju-related guests, and yeah. after the second one, especially after the fall show, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I am definitely going to Monster Palooza next year. Like I mm-hmm. told Jim, the guy who brings mm-hmm. in the guests, I'm like, I'm going. I don't even care who you bring. I'm just going. You know, because the other thing is when Jeff and I went to Monster Palooza. I was blown away by the artistry that was involved. I mean, so for some people who've never been, how would you describe Monster Palooza? Well, it's like, it's not like your typical convention. It's almost like an artist trade show. Right. That just happens to let in fans and has guests too. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Totally, yeah. I mean, there's vendors there, but there's a lot of vendors selling stuff that you can only get there. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, and they're like spe- special effects, makeup artist people. Yeah. They're working on 
you know, uh, they'll uh, have a subject come in in the morning. They'll put them in a chair and they'll work on their makeup all day long. Awesome. Yeah, and like at the end hours, of the convention, yeah. the very end of the day, they'll walk up, get out, and like walk around, and people will just be taking their picture like crazy because they're freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the year we went, there was a crazy spider lady yeah. who had like spider eyes, like they had completely makeup her uh, put makeup all over her head and face, so skull cap and and it looked like you know, flesh with nibs coming out of it. Mm. And then they had, they gave her like spider eyes all over her head. Yeah. And, and her eyes, they put her black contacts, like completely black, not just like the pupils and irises Uh were black, but like the whole thing was black. They gave her crazy like face, uh, you know, I'm pretty makeup or whatever you want to call it as well. (laughs) And then they put her in this amazing costume as, and, and it was, I mean, really, really impressive. So the Mm. first year Jeff and I went and I came back and I was just like, Oh my God, you gotta go, you know, talking to lady Kyle. I was Mm -hmm. like, you would love it. You would, you would go. I mean, because the classic monsters are very well represented there, Mm, you know? Awesome. Um, and I was just like, it's really amazing and we got to go check it out sometime. But you know, one of the issues is Lady Kyle doesn't like crowds. I'm not a huge fan of crowds, but like she has actual anxieties about crowds. So I was like, if we go, we have to stay at the hotel. Well, Mm -hmm. and that's cool because we'll go to the hotel and if you get overwhelmed, you have an escape plan. And so, you know, just go up to the room. Whereas if we go to, if I, can you imagine going to San Diego Comic Con? Where you're not staying in a hotel and you're just right. like I'm freaking out. Yeah. And then yeah. you have to fight the crowds to get out of the uh, convention center and then figure out how horrible. you gotta get back home. It does, right? Yeah. It sounds that's, horrible. That's the way I felt the last two years at Emerald, at Emerald City. City. Emerald City yeah. sure. is crazy packed. Yeah. We've only been once and it was just a couple of years and ago, but it was way too Oh packed. my gosh, it was insane. And we were staying at a hotel right right near it. Um but, and we frequently went back to the hotel just yeah. to be like, let's go get some downtime here, chill out, you know, and go back. But just to get back to the hotel, it was insane. I mean, yeah. just the amount of people you're going through and stuff. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Uh, so Monster Palooza was, that was the plan from as yeah. soon as we came back, as soon as Jeff and I came back from the 2013 show, I was mm-hmm. like, I got to get back there with Lady Kyle. And the plan is just going to be to stay at the hotel. So that's what we did. We flew in Friday, got a room at the hotel, uh, Stayed on the top floor, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I was joking around that it was the penthouse. But basically, we we were gonna, Jeff was gonna go with us, and then he bailed. So I was like, "Hey, we don't need two beds. Can we get just a big king?" And the guy was like, "Sure, here you go. Put us up on the ninth floor." And uh, yeah, it was a great show. Um, very similar, actually, to when you and I went, Jeff. I'd say a majority of the vendors there were the same, yeah. and um. The museum was insanely different. Yeah, I like, saw like the Yule Brenner. Uh, yeah, from yeah, from Westworld. Because people, you know, that weekend start posting stuff online okay. immediately. So let me let me back up a step and and talk about the. I want to talk about that for sure. But like uh, the areas of Monster Palooza, right? There's the vendor rooms, which mm-hmm. are huge. There's like one massive room, and then a couple little smaller rooms. They have guests. Uh, they have a, a, what's called the theater, which is basically their panel room. Mm. And 
Then they have the museum. And the museum, I don't exactly know the the story behind it, but basically imagine, uh, let's say you know 500 really talented sculptors and artists, and you got to cherry pick the coolest things that would be put into this, like on display. Oh, wow, that'd be awesome. So the year we went, Shinichi Wakasa, who is the suit builder for the Millennium Series, for a majority mm-hmm. of the Millennium Series stuff, he actually came to Monster Palooza and brought with him the head of the 2003 Godzilla. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And they had uh, life-size sculptures. They had a massive King Kong bust, right? Because it was like basically yeah, yeah. the chest up, and he was probably... Yeah. 15 feet tall with oh, his arms. Nice. That's kind of like, uh, that's how they actually filmed close up scenes of Kong in the movie was that kind of like, yeah, I think, size it was, I think they tried to reproduce that basically. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds like. That's and cool. of course, to get the Jaws reference in for this episode, yeah, there was a <laughs> uh, Brody Hoop and Quint, Quint that, um, Greg Nicotero, uh, yeah, yeah, you Greg Nicotero, you know, from Walking yeah, Dead yeah. and KB, he, uh, he sculpted those. Ah, those are cool. The and like those the there. wax kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wax. Dude, they look so perfect. Yeah, so awesome. perfect. So that's the kind of stuff you see here. I mean, there's a, they've also got some artwork up, and but it's nice. fantastic. I mean, the museum is it, it's the year we went. I was blown away at how awesome it was. Mm-hmm. So Lady Kyle and I went into the museum, and they had. Uh, it was a little bit different this time. They had a bunch of photos up, which I kind of just blew through. I looked at some of them, but sitting there looking at a wall of photos wasn't really doing it for me. And a majority of the people moved on to go check out the sculptures. And one of them was Yul Brenner from Westwood. Mm-hmm. World. World. West, Sorry. Westworld. Westworld. <laughs> totally different. Uh, and uh, he'd st- he stood there with his hands on his hip. This mm-hmm. hips and uh and then you'd hear some music start to play and then his face would like <laughs> pop off a little bit and then slowly slide yeah. to the right That's and awesome. then there was like the robot stuff underneath and it had like you know a little smoke came out awesome. it was really cool great. but it was very uh, few and far between timing wise is when it would do it. So they were like, as you're walking around the room, all of a sudden you come to an area where there's like 10 people all standing around this Yule Brenner statue. Waiting. And it's like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I kept continuing around and then I heard the music start and then everybody's like getting their phones out <laughs> and taking the pictures of it. It's funny. Uh, they had a really cool Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles display, which was oh, not sweet. the one, the designs that they used in the Michael Bay oh, movie. Yeah. They basically had. We don't had, talk about that. No, okay. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't what no, we don't that's talk good. about. Yeah, that's good. They were actually, it was almost as if you said, like, hey, you know, just take the d- original design for the, the Ninja Turtles and then make it a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we might have some pictures around, but it was pretty cool. They had uh, a Did really... Did they do a splinter? Yeah, there was splinter awesome. and all four of the turtles. I just I got a splinter f- action figure at the garage sale as well. Nice. Yeah. He nice. didn't have his cape, but I'm gonna make him a little robe. Aww. <laughs> 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 um, I'm trying to remember uh, other cool things they it had. Was a creep show. Ugh, that thing was perfect. That's Thank you good. for bringing that up. That was probably my favorite thing in the museum, if not at the whole show. Yeah, creep show. The uh, basically the the movie poster. Yeah, the movie yeah. poster of the. 
ticket booth. All right. Oh, yeah. cool. I've got it right here. Someone basically, yeah. So someone did a completely. It looked completely accurate. I don't know the. Uh, I don't know it as well as I should, but this is the. Here you go. This is the, the actual sculpture that's in front of you. So it's in an actual ticket booth, and it's perfect. That's it's awesome. beautiful. That's awesome. So beautiful. Actually, this is, yeah, these are my photos from the <laughs> museum. I should nice. stop trying to remember and just look. So, yeah, they've got masks and crazy weird sculptures. There was like a dinosaur, like robotic android guy. And this was cool. This is Olivia Wilde from Tron uh, Legacy. Oh, neat. So yeah, it's got her, cool. her suit lights up and stuff. Right. Yeah. And the, yeah, Yule Brenner was not the only animated thing. Hmm. They also had a little weird. They had, um, this, uh, skeleton man <laughs> who was welcoming people to the, the museum and he was animatronic. So he actually oh. spoke and, uh, hmm. the weird part about it was that, uh, he actually, <laughs> he was welcoming people to the museum, but he was at the exit. So you were like, as you walked through, you could hear his voice and like, then you got to him and it's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know why that happened, but it was really cool. Anyway, that was, that was probably, that's like a highlight going to the museum. The line was big for that too. So the, they only had one, uh, guest from Japan, right? Yeah, Sonny Chiba. Yeah. Sonny Chiba, who has technically not been in a kaiju film. He was in, he was in Message Message from from Space. Message from Space. And he was in Terror from Beneath the Sea. And I think I've seen, I know I've seen Terror from Beneath the Sea. I think I've seen Message from Space. Have you, uh, did you meet him or anything like that or no? Uh, technically no. Because I don't like meeting people if I have nothing to say. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I would have been, I, I have, it's not anxiety, but I don't want somebody, you know, to go meet somebody and be like, oh, you know, and have them expect me to say, I loved you in something. And for me right. to just be like, nice to meet you, turn away. <laughs> you know, I think that's lame. So I don't mm. want to be lame. Yeah. I'm just a big lame. The, uh, it's a Simpsons reference for you. <laughs> um, what is The Simpsons? I've never heard of it. It's a, it's a, <laughs> Television program based on hmm. O.J. Simpson and his family. Oh, oh. nice, <laughs> nice. <That> sounds funny. <laughs> as funny as the Cosby Show. <laughs> <laughs> how 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 did that come into play? I mean, I know we don't really care. We say whatever the hell we want, but uh, yikes. Okay, so so we're gonna start talking about the Cosby Show. That's a great segue. Let's talk about Bill Cosby. The Cosby Show yeah. convention we're going to be throwing here in Portland. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Rudy's going to be there. Um, nobody. Anyway, uh, what else did I see there? Oh, the guests were cool. Uh, the guy who played Bub in Day of the, Day of the nice. Dead, which is my favorite of the original Romero trilogy. Really? And oh, he, interesting. Yeah, yeah, he's my Fascinating. favorite. Fascinating. And he, th- he's the I reason. I do love Bob. He's yeah. the reason that that movie is my favorite. We actually yeah. watched it the other day, and as uh, as we're watching it, I'm just sitting there grinning from ear to ear, yeah. like every time he's yeah. on screen. I'm like, he's yeah. awesome. So I got a chance to say hello and uh, tell him. I was, was like, he in makeup? Full makeup? No. Yeah, no. yeah. He's sitting there to this day. 
There's oh, only so one, there's only so one person I know, one celebrity I know that does that, and that's Elvira. Elvira and you yeah. have to pay extra for her to be Elvira. Yeah. Uh, Robert England did that at a convention. <gasps> really? He did? He'd one time only. As Freddie. As Freddie. Oh and you could gosh. get your picture taken with him. And it was like, I think it was like 200 bucks each. Well, wow. all right then. Uh, he said it was the last time he was going to don... The makeup. So they did it for this. Mm. I think it was like horror hound convention in Indianapolis. Oh, or crazy! Like that. All right. Yeah. And I think it was like they couldn't even fit everybody in the amount of time. Yeah, because yeah. people want their picture for two hundred bucks. Oh each. my god! Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, but Monster Palooza, so they do, they bring in these guests and they're like, George Romero was there. Hmm. Uh, they, and they have, they group them together kind of like Chiller does in New Jersey. So they were like, oh, it's a reunion of these people right. and they'll get like certain cast members together. So I think they had some people from Alien or Aliens. I think it was Alien. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know they had Young Frankenstein because wasn't Terry Gar. No, I don't think Terry Gar was there, was she? I thought Terry Gar. When we went or this year? This year. I didn't see Terry Gar, but I saw Cloris Leachman. Yeah, because I think she was part of the, maybe the Young Frankenstein. There's very few people left. Yeah. And Terry Gar and Cloris Leachman and that's it. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, but yeah, but he's... But he's never do like a convention. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we saw Cloris Leachman. Um, they had a Superman reunion, so they had, um, uh, Marco, Marco, Kidder. Marco Kidder, who played Lois Lane, they had the lady who played Tess, oh yeah, Tess Mocker, Tess Mocker, and the woman who played, is it Ursula? Yeah. From yeah, yeah. the- Sarah the, Douglas? Yeah, she was there. And then was it Nog there? Nog. What's his name? Nog or Non? I don't know what his name is, but he's Nog. awesome. I, is he I the- was N-O-N? Part of the- I don't know. Was that a trivia question at I one think time? It was, yeah. I think we it was. still didn't. I think we, if we nailed he, that one. Um, General Zod's one of his lackeys yeah, of or his, whatnot? Yeah. Both of yeah. guys' lackeys. The, yeah. No, the, both of them were there? Oh, the kind awesome. of, the silent guy, he's done other interviews about Superman and he's really like nice. funny and- Is he really? Yeah. Does he just like go- no, I remember he, just yeah. 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 he doesn't have very nice things to say about Christopher. No, he doesn't. <gasps> oh, oh. oh, I don't know if I want to hear those interviews. Uh, oh, uh, Julie Adams was there. Oh, awesome. And that was cool. Nice. Yep. Uh, there were, oh, uh, Basil did, Gogos was there. Oh, yes. Nice. Did you have a question? Did she, did she do stuff about the creature? Like, did she talk about it? She has a booth usually it? there. She just had a She's booth hanging or? out in the did creature's she do a arms. Panel? Should they have a creature right, there? She's and wearing she, the white bathing suit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing the white bathing suit. <laughs> she's what, 80? Uh, yeah, I think so. Here you go. This is for you. Oh. <laughs> we got oh my gosh. Thank we got you. A, <laughs> so That's awesome. I knew that, uh, we knew that Rachel oh was a gosh. huge fan, so, uh, got <laughs> oh, late, I'm Rachel. Getting choked up now. You should get choked up. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you. It was only like a hundred bucks, so, you know what, your leisure just paying back. <laughs> just kidding. That was not a hundred bucks. And they have the, uh, How cool. I mean, I assume that like the families of, yeah, Carlos they had yeah Cheney Boris yeah the, Boris Carlos family and the I think it was the Cheneys the was it the Carlos or I know like Sarah Carlos uh, Vincent oh, Price's yeah, daughter, daughter was there yeah. yeah but yeah you know there you go thank you Merry Christmas or whatever I have no clue <laughs> like, what you guys just said the last couple it minutes, doesn't really matter yeah, yeah she's no <laughs> I saw Linda Blair was there again yes Linda Blair was there funny oh, story nice. in makeup again no. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story, we we saw her at the convention, and then we went to a vegan Mexican place, and her picture was up on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and Lady like, Kyle told the 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 people from the restaurant, like, "Oh, we just saw her." Yeah. Huh? 
She's like an animal rights like activist, yeah. right? Yeah, I think yeah. she's vegan too mm-hmm. as, as well. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah, I think she's vegan. But yeah, she's got her picture up on the wall in this ve- cool. vegan Mexican I, place. I remember like two years ago at Monsterpalooza when I got, you know, things signed and for everything you get signed, she gives you a couple pamphlets. Oh, yeah. yeah. About this and that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was PETA on there? <laughs> Did you get a PETA pamphlet? You know, I, I don't hope know. not. I don't know what, what it was, but it was a You should have her sign them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like she would come to, uh, Movie Madness here in Portland. She's friends with Mike Clark, the guy who runs that. Oh, okay. And I remember way back, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, um, she would give you a free autograph if you made a donation to one of her. Oh. So it's not really a free yeah. autograph, but right. you know. Okay. At least she's well, not pocketing cool. the money. Yeah. 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 Well, good but, for her. Yeah. Good for her. No, seriously, I, it was... It was cool. I mean, Monster Palooza is great for, for that kind of stuff. They had a lot of guests and, but unfortunately, you know, the kaiju related guests did not, uh, get me any interviews. So, uh, that's, that's I had to the go benefit of being own. in LA. Oh, yeah. They don't for have sure, to yeah. pay for these people yeah. to, you know, to put all the people up yeah. and fly them to town. They all live there. So. Yeah. It's very, it's so much easier. And the same thing for the special effects artists and stuff that, yeah, you know, yeah. you're just, with the exception of the people that do travel to sell their wares, you're talking about the people who uh, put on the workshops. The, those guys, pro- they just have to go across town for, mm-hmm. for the show. It's really cool. It's a great show. Um, I would say uh, I, I heard from some friends down there that it's sort of outgrown the convention center now, which is too the bad. The Burbank. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the Burbank Marriott, and they have a convention mm-hmm. center sort of next to it. So. It's actually where G Fest was in 1999, and oh. I think in 2000. So are they talking oh. about moving it next year or something? I wouldn't fucking know because nobody talks to me from the show. You know, it's like <laughs> well, the, you know, the thing is, they have yeah. one panel room. Yeah, they have you one know, panel so. room, and actually, the deal is like where they have the panel room, which is probably three meeting rooms put together. They just take the um, dividers out, and then they have a secondary one which they use for some of the guests. I want to say George Romero had that entire small meeting room to himself. Uh, they had, I mean, it didn't look like anybody else was set up there. They just had a big, gigantic table filled with George Romero stuff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Basil Gogos was there. Yeah. Did he, you, did you, did he have any? Yes. Kaiju prints? No. Well, yes and no. You remember when you sent me that picture he did of the Millennium Godzilla? It was like a sketch or a like, mm-hmm. little painting. He had one of those. Um, but man, you know what sucks is like every time you're at a convention and you don't have enough cash, all the ATMs usually go out of cash like real fast. And so oh, by the time I went to yeah. the ATM, I couldn't get anything out for, for a Basil Gogos print. They were, they were okay. I'm hoping that he tables at another convention that I go to and I can pick something else up. He did not have the one I really want. I really want a print of his Gorgo yeah. piece because that's mm. probably probably my favorite piece that he did he had one king kong left over from the famous monsters cover that he did and he had the the godzilla like 99 uh piece and then i want to say there was something else interesting but uh yeah his stuff i think he's i don't know this for a fact but i get the feeling right the the gut feeling that basil gogos is uh essentially trying out this whole convention thing and he's liking it. So like when we saw when I saw him, sorry, at uh at Fear Festival, he had 
like almost nothing. There were two prints mm. that he did for the show. They were 50 bucks a piece and they were like eight and a half by 11 or eight by 10. This time he had a lot more prints available and a lot less original art. That was the other thing he had on his table at Fear oh, Festival okay. was original art, which yeah. is great. I'm not going to buy original art from Basil yeah. Gogos. I can't <laughs> right. afford that. Yeah. Um, so it was really, and you know, one of the cool things, actually, I talked to them at, at Monster Palooza about Fear Festival and they were, they loved the setting because if you saw my pictures from Fear Festival, you saw that they were in this room that was just completely decorated with statues and like gigantic, like, not just movie posters, but also like Basil's original paintings. Because oh, they're all from okay. Kirk Hammett's original collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, it was cool to see them again. They're very, very nice people. And I felt terrible. Not terrible, but I felt kind of lame that I didn't have like the money for a print in my pocket. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go look. I'm going to go try and find one. But I everything was out. Bummer. Yeah. It was a bummer. But uh but it didn't sully my overall experience at Monster Palooza. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet some cool people, see some cool things. Uh, one of the things, Stan Winston School has done uh, partner with some people to do this Kaiju Fury. Did you guys see that? No. It's an. Brian's yeah, nodding his head. Yeah. So it's an Oculus Rift movie. Oh, so it's I think a we have 3D talked about this thing right so do you yeah. know what that is jeff yeah. oculus rift and google um it's cardboard? Virtual google reality? cardboard i don't know i think it's called google. google cardboard it's a virtual reality <laughs> film i don't know how it works unfortunately the people who were working on the film weren't there but they had oh. two of the suits well they had one of the suits and one of the other one's heads so i've hmm. got some pictures of that but i got a card all about kaiju fury and hopefully See? we'll get one of those guys on the end uh for an interview on a future episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, there really was not a lot of Godzilla stuff there. Yeah. Uh, handful of things. You could get bootleg DVDs, bootleg posters. Uh, most of them were like 11 by 17. You see, we've seen yeah, them. Yeah. It shows like yeah. 11 by 17 prints of the full posters. Yeah. They're like the reproduction. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. I have, I have a handful of those in my collection too, but you know, I, nothing was like, buy me. You gotta get me, you know? So, <laughs> So did the lady enjoy herself? Yes, I think she did. She, she hasn't didn't... talked to you since you've been home. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a hint. <laughs> I just can't stand that bitch. Uh, no, we, no we, had a, we had a great time. Uh, we actually didn't even go to the convention on Saturday because we didn't get our tickets ahead of time. And so Saturday morning when we woke up and went downstairs, I was like, that's the line to go buy your ticket if you want to do that, or we could just hang out for a while and come back later. But the way Monster Palooza is, it's like, because it's attached to a, a hotel and it bleeds into the hotel. So there, mm-hmm. you know, there are meeting spaces and, uh, what would essentially be vendor rooms actually like in the hotel. Yeah. Denver, yeah. Yeah. So like, because of that, People were going to, through the hotel all the time. That's where they go eat and stuff. So, I mean, we hung out with people. Like, we mm-hmm. hung out with our friends. The first, like, within an hour of being down there, I saw Mark Jaramillo, the guy who's bringing Kaiju Gaiden to, mm-hmm. to life, and um, uh, Ed Holland, who is the guy who runs Monster Attack Team Magazine. Just, it was really cool to see people that I know. And so, the first day, all we did is just hang out with our people. You yeah, know, we didn't cool. have yeah. to. 
go into the show <laughs> to actually do anything. We got to just hang out. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys meet Summer? She used to live up here. So I'm giving no. Summer an official shout out on the podcast. She moved down to LA, saw her down there. Uh, Lady Kyle got to hang out with some people that she knows. You know, Joe and yeah. Cassie, mm-hmm. like these people have no link to the podcast at all, but, uh, Joe's twin brother is in the San Francisco area. So Lady Kyle got to hang out with, okay. <laughs> with Jim for a little while. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And that's one of the fun things about G Fest is yeah. not necessarily that you're there to buy stuff or you're there for the panels going to hang out with like-minded people. That's yeah. literally yeah. one of the funnest things about doing one of these shows. So I, mean, I think that's like 50% of the convention experience or more actually. Mm-hmm. It's hanging out. Like yeah. the last couple mm-hmm. times we went to Emerald City, the best times were not the actual convention. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, you know, spending the night with David. Time to take a break. We'll just leave it at that. But, you know, <laughs> let your imagination No, I know. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like hanging out yeah. with like-minded people, mm-hmm. getting to like really bond with your friends and stuff that you might not see on a regular basis. And yeah. that, I mean, that's, that's what, o- over time, that's really become my favorite thing about a convention. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, actually I, I was joking around about time to take a break. This actually would be a great time to take a break. Uh, cause I don't think anybody needs to hear about how I drove a, uh, Mustang with the top down around <laughs> Los Angeles. So car dork. Yeah. Nobody cares. I'm That's not true. a car dork. It's hilarious <laughs> that you would even say I that. But, I know. Uh, yeah. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to play a song and we'll come back and we'll just, you know, wrap things, not wrap things up, but we'll. We'll keep going till Sweet. till we're done.
Okay, so what we did is we played the Godzilla theme. Uh, it is going to be a split called Coaxial Transmission 2 from a group called Cosmic Monster. So, uh, Brian had a question for me. Yeah, you said that Day of the Dead was your favorite of the George Romero movies. It certainly is. And I want to know why, because most people say Dawn of the Dead, I would say. Most people... Dawn of the Dead is great. Uh, and I I will say, I do actually enjoy all three of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, uh, you know, Night of the Living Dead is the classic that can't be touched. It's almost like the original Gojira mm-hmm. in, in the sense that it's, A, it's black and white. B, everyone that's a fan of that stuff knows about it. It's sort of considered to be like the beginning, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I just, I've seen it, I think I've seen it... Uh, so many times because it's public domain. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen it treated kind of badly by people because it's public domain. Dawn of the Dead is great. And I do love that film. Um, but for some reason, Dawn of the Dead doesn't do it for me like Day of the Dead does. Like I love the fact that they're everybody's is they're not trying to find a new place to go. They're yeah. trying to mm-hmm. like You've got scientists studying what's going on with zombies, trying to figure out, A, if it's reversible, or B, if they can fix the problem, or if zombies can relearn who they were. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's why I love – I mean, that aspect of it is probably why I love the movie so much Mm -hmm. is because it just makes me smile. The other movies don't make me smile. They're not as fun. And, you know, just like kaiju films, I typically like the fun movies more than the – scary as shit movies you it's know it's funny because i think the uh, day of the dead is the bleakest oh, yeah of day, the, day of the yeah. dead is bleak but i mean it does have but, the, it's, but it has the fun elements yeah, yeah it, ha- it sure. has the fun you think day of the dead is bleaker oh for sure. because of the ending or because of the the entire feel from the movie i think the well, whole feel is 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 bleaker right i mean if you like take the, away the the, the uh, there's like there's no hope the in, zombies in day being of the dead yeah. The, the planet is pretty much overrun. Well, I think the, right? the reason like, that that might be one of the reasons I like it is because you, there's no there's no goal of like we got to make it to the next place, which I mm-hmm. sort of feel yeah. like that's what you get in a little bit in Night of the Living Dead. But Night of the Living yeah. Dead is oh, what's happening? Oh, we got to figure out how to fix this, and oh, we got to board ourselves up in this place and then try yeah. to escape. Dawn of the Dead is great because it's like. You get everybody in the, in the mall. They sort of come together in the mall in order to like band together and escape from the mall. But for some reason, like day of the dead doesn't feel as bleak to me because there's that. I think it has to do with scientists to be perfectly honest. That whole like the, you know, the, I don't know his name. I'm terrible with that because I, I, even though I say I love the film, I don't know the name of the characters in the film except Bub, you know? The military guys call him Dr. Frankenstein. But yeah. That's definitely not his name. Yeah, but like, you know, he can, <clears throat> the dude who played that, I mean, it might be a little over the top and cheesy that played the main scientist, like, but his, it's, he's doing a great job of getting you to feel like, hey, look at, look at this. This yeah. is a big discovery here. Mm-hmm. And they don't spend much time outside of that compound, which yeah. is fucking cool. Yeah. Like that. The, mm-hmm. the, the place where they shot that is awesome. Plus, I watched mm-hmm. like a behind the scenes featurette and it's like one of my favorite things from a behind the scenes feature on the movie is talking about how they left the facility and then they came back to do 
to do some more scenes. <laughs> Did you you know about this story? I think I might. They left pig guts in the refrigerator but when they left the facility for whatever reason i can't remember if it was because it was winter or whatever they shut the power down and when they came back to do the scene and whatever other scenes they did the pig guts had rot rotted and and so it's like the big scene where the dude gets pulled in half and (laughs) they actually had actual rotten pig guts it's the one where they pull the guy so he's his head's like Right, right next there. to that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. And I think, so like, funny. Day of the yeah. Dead has so many of the best gore gags. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. That scene yeah. when the zombie gets up and turns over and his guts spill out onto the floor. Yeah. And when the other guy gets like his, his basically head. his head ripped off yeah. from the eye sockets on oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's yeah. like <laughs> so good. Yeah, the effects are great in yeah. Day for sure. So, you, what's your favorite of the three? I like Dawn the most. Okay. Uh, I think Day is kind of underrated. I think people give Day too much of a hard time, but it's, uh, I, I've, I like it because it's super bleak and, um, I mean, I don't like it because it's bleak, but I think it's, it's, uh, interesting because it's so bleak with okay. the military aspect yeah. of it. And those guys, the military guys are absolutely psychotic that many years into, you know, yeah. the zombie yeah. Armageddon. Well, it's funny so. because they're the true villains. Yes, uh, by far. Yeah. By that yeah. time. Um, and the thing I like is like how Romero, you know, each movie, he's not just repeating the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The zombies mm-hmm. have a progression. And of course, Bub is the first. Yeah. Which was later. In Land of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That. But, um. I think I've seen them all except. What was the one after Diary of the Dead? Because we, we went and saw Diary yeah, we, of the Dead. Survival. Together. Yeah. I never saw that one. one. Yeah. I think by the time Survival had come out, I was like. Yeah. Okay, now I'm really over zombies. Yeah. So. yeah, and and it's like, it's funny because Diary and Survival feel to me like somebody trying to make a George Romero zombie movie. Okay, even though it's George Romero making him, <laughs> you know. But I'm just like, I yeah. just, yeah. and and it's all CG, you know, gore effects by it's now, all. and it's just like, yeah. yeah. And now there's just too many zombie everything's like the. The George Romero trilogy was kind of unique because it was the only really good zombie stuff out there for so many years. So and that's not to say mm-hmm. that things like Return of the Living Dead weren't good, but you know, the George Romero stuff was a cut above. So yeah, but the Return of and Beyond, I mean, really, you know, uh, and I don't, we don't need to talk about zombie stuff forever, but like. <laughs> It's, it's really very obvious that it's two different people, right. you know, like two different directors, mm-hmm. two yeah. different well, styles like, and, and like mythos behind their zombies. Yeah. You know? well, it's like, well, Return of the Living Dead is, um, you know, Russo, yeah. who was part, his partner and they had a falling out and one of them got, you know, mm-hmm. part of it. One of them didn't basically. Um, and that's his, I mean, Return of the Living Dead is just brilliant because it takes Night of the Living Dead as, you know, a movie. Basically, they're saying it was a movie, but it really happened, mm-hmm. and it's just like hilarious because yeah. they, they reference Night of the Living Dead all the time yeah. in, in Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, but Return of the Living Dead is like <clears throat> what you call splat stick. I think it's like one sure. of the, oh, one of the very, heard that before. I like it. Splat stick. <laughs> one of the very first the time where you get comedy. Right. I mean, Dawn of the Dead has a lot of comical moments too, but, but Return of the Living like, Dead is yeah, just Re- out- Return of the Living Dead has the zombies getting on the radio to. Yeah. Send, send more man. cops. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> and and Return of the Living Dead is the one movie that I know a lot of like hardcore zombie fans 
resent it for because people think like, oh, all zombies want brains. Uh, yeah. Return of the Living Dead is the first movie where they yeah. say they want Stars brains. Like mm-hmm. And yeah, the George Romero movies definitely had something like to say. He was wasn't just making like you know exploitation for. The oh yeah, movies. yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a message, mm-hmm. you know, for each of his films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's time for us to move on though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I wanted to do in these sort of like, uh, shoot the shit episodes or Gavin about Godzilla or whatever. Yeah. What was it? Yak, yak attack. Yak attack. Whatever we want to call it. <laughs> whatever we want to call these things. Yakety eventually. yak. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll <laughs> I, I think what we want to do. <laughs> Good Lord. I think what we want to do is we want to start, uh, doing some more, like if you, if you send in an email and it's, uh, uh, you know something that looks cool and we want to read it so i i'm dialing it all the way back in our time machine or tardis to uh january of this year when we got an email from nicholas who said hi i just want to start this off by saying that i listen to the podcast religiously and am always excited when it shows that there's a new episode available to listen to so thank you very much for thank what you're you. doing on thank a separate note listening. uh he was hoping to pick I guess uh, our brain, my brain, on a few things. He's made up his mind to go to G-Fest in July. This will be his first experience going and not knowing anyone else to ask questions to. He figured he'd come to us. Uh, and then, let's see. He's already looked at the G-Fest website and explored hotels and such. So, he, he is, let's see, his biggest question is what to expect about G-Fest and how to best prepare himself for it on the traveling and atmosphere of it is it heavily aimed with vendors in mind along with the guest lineup these are really the main questions he has uh but are not limited to and he appreciates any help we can give on this matter and would like to say thank you in advance well thanks for saying that man that's really awesome and i feel kind of like a shithead for not emailing you back or, or getting back to you but hey congratulations on being your first <laughs> being the first one we do uh g-fest well, obviously, listeners know G-Fest because it's the annual Godzilla convention held in Chicago pretty much every year, with the exception of 1999 and 2000, where it was in the Los Angeles area. It's a pretty big deal for me because when um, when I got the first live episode at G-Fest, I was like, this is fucking rad. I want to go <laughs> every year. And... Uh, and I've pretty much decided to go every year since then. So what I would say is traveling to G-Fest. Uh, I don't know if he didn't say where he's from, right? No. Uh, traveling to G-Fest varies. I think if you can drive, you're probably best. That's your best bet. If mm-hmm. it's somewhere, you know, if you're like three, four, maybe even like five or six hours away, it'd be worth driving because that's during the summer. And there's a lot, actually, you know what? G-Fest used to be held like on, um, July 4th weekend. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, you oh guys, please stop. And they did, it's not that they listened to me, but they did stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, uh, so travel is usually more expensive in the summer because that's what the airlines can jack you for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're flying, like I'm going to be, I basically start looking for my tickets of maybe like a couple months out. Cause if you look too early, then you're going to end up paying way more. Like, yeah, I've heard the ideal time is six weeks before, but I know it's like nerve wracking. If you're looking just six weeks before, you're buying, you know, if you want to make sure you get a ticket, Absolutely, but yeah. I have heard that's when the best pricing is. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, what's cool though is like Google flights 
and kayak. If you plug in your search, uh, kayak.com, if you plug in your search terms there or for your, uh, your, when you're flying, they'll actually show you the price of tickets around the time you're flying. And like, hypothetically speaking, if you were going to fly, I'm pointing to Jeff. If you were going to fly on a Saturday, Google would show you that you could fly on Thursday for 70 bucks cheaper or something like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. uh, there are some really cool tools out there for, for, figuring out lower airfare. Um, G-Fest is a convention that's held in a hotel. It's on the main floor of the hotel and, and into the sub, like there's like a basement area. They have meeting rooms downstairs and on the main floor. So there's a massive vendors room, which is a ton of fun to just look at. Uh, I'm not, I'm not huge into buying things at G-Fest cause then I have to cart them back home. Uh, I, you know, I pick up something every year though. Uh, the guests that they have, the lineup usually gets published throughout the months. So it kind of sucks in the, in the aspect of like, if you wait until they announce a good guest, then your price to get to the, the convention might be higher. If you, if you're like, Oh my God, holy crap, they announced, you know, person X who I've wanted to see forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you never know who they're mm-hmm. going to announce. This year so far, they've got Masaki Tezuka, who's the director of Godzilla X Megaguirus, Mechagodzilla, and then Tokyo SOS. August Rigoni, the author of Eiji Tsuburaya, Master of Monsters, is going to be there. And I think that's all they've got on the dock so far, on the docket so far. Robert Scott Field's usually there every yes, year. Yes, I was going to say that he is there every year, though. So, he is absolutely a special guest, but he mm-hmm. also does a lot more than just be there and wave at people and sign for autographs. He uh, he actually translates for a majority of the guests from Japan. It's a, it's actually, he's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the work he does with GFS, it's fantastic. And then panels. There's lots mm-hmm. of panels. There are lots of things to do. They have movies, but I... Uh, let's see. I would say you could go to the Pickwick Theater, which you have to find a ride to if you're not from Chicago, unless you drove. If you drove, you can take your car there, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and watch movies every night of the convention. I think it even starts on Thursday or something. Yeah. yeah I think so you can go Thursday, kind of Friday, off. Saturday, and probably not Sunday, but Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to watch movies there. Um, I personally don't like doing that, even though it's a lot of fun to watch movies with your fellow kaiju fans the problem Mm -hmm. i have is that i exhaust myself during the day so i'm Mm -hmm. basically paying 15 dollars to go fall asleep in the movie theater (laughs) yeah um (laughs) so having said that uh i would normally say instead of paying the money to watch the movies at g fest why not just chill in your room at night or when you're done hanging out with your friends and watch the in-house g fest channel because that that's awesome i was gonna bring that up too yeah Actually, I'm not staying at the G-Fest hotel this year. Oh, I'm staying at the hotel behind it called the A-Loft because we get a good deal from work. Oh. And part of me is kind of interested in separating myself from that just so I can have some actual downtime. But the one thing, the <laughs> one thing that made me go, God damn it, I don't want to leave the G-Fest hotel is the, is the channel. Yeah. Uh, lucky for me that the hotel, I think, was already sold out for the, the rate that I was looking at. It might actually still be available now, but... Like at the time I was looking, I was like, okay, so I can't get into the Crown Plaza O'Hare, but I can get into the, the A-Loft. So it's just like a few blocks away. Yeah. But 
you know, everybody is at the hotel. So when you go into the G Fest hotel, there are people hanging out in the lobby that are G fans. There are people everywhere. So you really are surrounded by Godzilla fans. And, and like we were saying earlier, like-minded people. So, I mm-hmm. mean, if you're a friendly person and you don't mind talking to somebody that you don't know, you could just walk up to them and talk to them. And if you are nervous about that kind of thing, you can always try it, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I've gotten into a lot of conversations with people. Um, I will say that there is a chance that we're going to have a listener party. We technically have listener parties every year, ever since I started going on a yearly basis. But last year, because of the concert, which um, is going to happen again, hopefully, uh, it really didn't, wasn't great for having a listener party. So, uh, I got to figure that out, <laughs> figure out how to make that happen. Cause I think they are going to, I mean, they're definitely doing another concert if they can raise the money for it this year mm-hmm. and it should be better. Cause they're trying to get the venue next door to G fest, which would be fantastic. Did I answer the guy's questions? Nicholas's questions sounded uh, to me like I've given him everything he might need. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think what, do you, good... what would you guys say? And how many times you've been to G fest? I've been twice. And I've Rachel's been once. Been um it yeah it's it's nice i like it's usually at least when we went and i don't know Kyle, you can probably tell me the size wise if it's grown much since then or if it's kind of stayed around the same size um when when we went in 2009 oh right yeah um, right has it gotten significantly it, bigger i wouldn't say significantly say? bigger but it has gotten okay. bigger so and what's really different is the way that the like they actually did some renovation to the hotel so it's com- the interior mm-hmm. not completely different but there are some sections that they utilized in 2009 which they can't utilize anymore there's a mm-hmm. pool there and like yeah oh. there's a pool <laughs> uh and not only is there i think there was a pool before but like it takes the pool area takes up more space and there's some meeting rooms where there was once sort of like an atrium area uh the i mean it's it's big. I mean, G Fest. I mean, it's first off. I'm saying it's big. Don't think San Diego Comic Con. But that's, I was going to try yeah, to think of something to compare yeah. it to because, <clears throat> I, but it's going to depend on whatever conventions you guys have been yeah. to. So, yeah. but so think of Crypticon, it like Crypticon, right? Like we've been to Crypticon, Jeff and I. And it's it's kind of like Crypticon. I think it's actually bigger than Crypticon is. Yeah. Uh, less the vendors are all centralized into one room, and then you've got an artist alley area, and then you've got meeting rooms where the panels happen mm-hmm. and then you've got certain things happening for guests i i just don't know there's what they do they costume keep, contest there's a costume do, contest yeah. there's a film festival uh yeah man yeah, there's I mean, so much like, to do it's no way overwhelming especially right. for someone going That's, to their first convention no the only thing that would be overwhelming is looking at the schedule and figuring out how Which the hell not. you're going to go to all the things you yeah. want to go to yeah Especially all those kaiju cast panels. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there you go, man. If you see me, make sure you say hi, you know, Nicholas. And, uh, yeah, let's do a couple more emails. Jeff, you got a few more minutes left, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Chris Glaw, who is a member of the Kaiju Corps, which is being disbanded later this year, uh, he says that he loved the kaiju cast swag. And uh, was sad to hear the Kaiju Corps is now defunct, uh, but he understands. 
Oh, he asked if I designed the Godzilla poster, the the poster that was in in that. Uh, I did. That yeah, was the yeah. mm-hmm. that was the sixtieth anniversary. So there's a uh, Easter egg in that poster for every single decade. So fifty four. 64, 74, 84, 94, mm-hmm. 2004, and 2014. There's a Easter egg inside that post for everybody. And, uh, yeah, I like to consider myself a little bit of a designer, so uh, <laughs> a little artsy-fartsy with it. Uh, but he says it's cool, so thanks, right. Chris. I agree it is cool. Uh, <laughs> agree he, well. he asked if I was going to be selling the KaijuCast work shirt in the future. Oh, okay. I think this, I think this is the first time that anyone's ever asked me about that. So the answer is probably not. Um, and specifically the Kaiju Cast work shirts don't look that great. I need to find someone to do them right. They're if not I'm gonna bright do them. enough. Like, yeah, yeah what it, it was so weird when we screened them. What ended up happening is, uh, you know, we do red and then you do white. And mm-hmm. so. Uh, the screen for red went down and when the ink went down, it looked great. And then you swing it around under, under the, uh, there's like a, it's almost like a heat lamp, right? Mm-hmm. Swing it around under the heater. And then when it comes out, it basically turned brown and it's not mm. because it was burning. It's not mm. because <laughs> like, you think it's the material? I don't know. I, sure. I think it might be the material mixed with the ink. It just didn't look great. Yeah. So if I was going to do the Kaiju Cast work shirts ever, I'd probably want to switch up the design a little bit, maybe do some different colors. Silver works really great. White looks okay, but uh silver works really great on a work shirt. I have a mm. the place I work for, we have a it's like a gray shirt with like a silver design in the back. Looks choice. Mm. So maybe maybe one of those someday in the future. What kind of cool Kaiju Cast merchandise would you guys like to see? Hmm. I'm here, koozies. I've got a sweet hoodie on. <laughs> yeah, you I've do got have a sweet, sweet hoodie that yeah. I need to fix my patch on. I sewed it kind of funky. Yeah. My kaiju core. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I about caps. So. Yeah. I don't know. Knit like caps. what I'm thinking about doing oh, for yeah, kaiju like cast merchandise yeah, yeah. is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to um, put everything up on a Zazzle shop. Yeah, you know, yeah. Zazzle or Cafe Press. Basically, it's oh, a way. Okay. It's a way. Just. By default, everything's sort of like with somebody else. I don't have to worry about stuff. I just yeah. have to get the artwork up there. Oh, okay. And then someone can order it if they want it. That way the mm-hmm. diehard fans that are like, give me a freaking t-shirt, you know, like they have a place to go for that. Yeah. Um, the problem with it, you know, making merchandise is because we're not such a huge podcast that I can go to someone and say, hello, I would like to employ your services to create and then ship out this merchandise for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to do it all in house and have to figure out how to do it the cheapest way possible and, uh, <laughs> and then ship it out by hand. The one thing that I would be interested in doing in the future would be doing prepaid merchandise kind of stuff where mm-hmm. we say, Hey, this is a shirt design we're going to do. If you're interested in this shirt design, we're going to be taking pre-orders for it for two months and yeah. then have a cutoff date. And then that's the amount of shirts we make. Yeah. The only problem with that, right, Mm -hmm. is that when you do T-shirts specifically, actually it goes for anything, T-shirts, hats, any of that crap. Uh, When you do that, you have these minimums. You have to make a minimum in order for each piece to cost a certain amount. Uh And then there's like a volume breakdown. And I just, I mean, we have a lot of listeners, but I don't know if we have a lot of listeners that really want stuff. So if you really want stuff, let us know. 
and maybe that'll light a fire under my ass to to create the next kaiju cast piece mm-hmm. of merchandise. Uh, yeah. So that's th- that. Beer koozies. You down with a beer koozie? Absolutely. <laughs> no, but I think the you know going with the cafe presser zassel idea is you know a wise decision. Yeah. That way, somebody can just if they just want one you know item, they can get it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and you can do anything from uh, from T-shirts to mugs and and yeah. thongs, ladies. Oh so my or goodness. or dudes, <laughs> dudes for your ladies, dudes for your ladies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> or other dudes. That's hilarious. Um, okay, so uh, the next one, our last email that we're going to cover here is CJ Cole said, Hey Kyle, I'm a huge Kaiju Cast fan. I've greedily downloaded every episode for repeated listening. As I'm going through older episodes, I'm hearing you talk about your trips to Japan. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not too late. Uh, he says he's going to Japan. He's going to Tokyo for the first time in August and would more than appreciate any info I would like to share that would help direct his eyes to Godzilla. Majin and anything kaiju related. Thank you for all the hard work you put into making a great show. Well, you're welcome, CJ. And oh my God, that is its own episode in, yes. in itself. Um, ooh, that would be a really great subject for another shooting the shit episode. Mm-hmm. Yakety talk attack. Yeah, yakety yak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, man, uh, I tell you what, CJ, um, CJ, if you're still listening, hopefully, and not put off by the fact that I did not respond to you, the, we, I can definitely do a more specific episode about traveling to Japan. Cause I'm actually going to go to Japan again this year. Um, I'm trying to make it a yearly event for me. And, uh, that's because I, Love Japan. Every time I go, until the day I leave Japan and say, I don't, I'm not looking forward to my next trip, you know, until that day, I'm going to try and go every year. And I think I can do it. Um, this year, instead of going with Lady Kyle, I'm actually going to go with some friends. So, um, and if that goes well, I might, I'm not trying to step on any G tour toes. But I might try and organize some fan trips to to Japan. Uh, I'd have to figure out legal crap for that. I don't, you know, I don't want anybody ever to be like, I didn't have a good time on the trip I took with the kind you cast, and then sue me for something because yeah. that's not that's not the <laughs> point. The point is to go and see amazing shit, right? So, yeah. uh, so I will definitely do a, a kaiju centric guide to visiting japan which of course can include everything but i will i will do my best to talk about it uh and then you know what i really should do is i should do a video because then i could show Mm, things yeah Yeah. it's not just audio yeah so those are uh three emails we got towards Mm. the beginning of the year see if there's another one you feel feel like uh yeah one more throw one more on there all right um Jeff, have you ever thought about going to Japan? I'm just curious. Well, like, if you have this tour, I'm going to go as you. Yeah, you as my tour guide. 
Okay, so it's not. I wouldn't be a sue you afterwards. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Then please join me. Recoup your costs for the trip. (laughs) (laughs) What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) So, except I'm going to do the voice that you did. Well, didn't have a good time. <laughs> That's funny you say that because I was actually imitating you, asshole. <laughs> That's Burn. my voice. When I'm, That's what I usually sound like. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's something kind of cool. This is not uh, not really a pickled ginger. Okay, so we have a, a listener named Cassandra, and she has uh, she has emailed in several times. So she said she's not really doing a pickled ginger, though this might be considered for that sort of thing. Here's a fun question for your team for your next po- next podcast. Which is older, A, Doctor Who, B, Godzilla, or C, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band? Oh, I feel like that's a trick question. I think yeah, it's, I think Doctor, it's Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. I was gonna say Godzilla. It is Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla's fifty-four. Doctor, Doctor Who's 60, sixty-three. Sixty-five oh, or sixty-three. Oh yeah, it is sixty-three. Yeah, that's right. Because Doctor Who just sure. had its fiftieth anniversary, and I'm a decade behind. Yeah. So <laughs> I was thinking of Godzilla. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she says, nineteen fifty-four saw the release of Godzilla. Fifty-six brought us Godzilla: King of the Monsters with Raymond Burr. Doctor Who premiered in sixty-three. Which, then, for the record, I did not have to look at the email for. <laughs> And then uh, can I guess on Sergeant Pepper? Yeah, you can. 69? No. 68. 67. Jeff got it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't get that, Rachel. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, 60, so, 67, according to her. And so I, I and failed I, the Beatles pickled ginger. So. And, and I thoroughly just guessed. Yeah. I guessed because as well. you, Because you said... 68. Well, I, was, yeah. I knew it was late 60s. So it was the same oh, year that yeah. saw the release of Days of Future Past by the B- Moody Blues, Surrealistic Pillow by Jefferson Airplane, uh, which was their second album to feature Grace Slick as the female vocalist, and The Doors' debut album. I haven't oh. heard of any of those bands. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> 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 oh, but, but, she says on the first track of the album... Paul sings, it was 20 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play, which dates the Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band back to 1947, oh, <laughs> making it the oldest, yeah. right? Except that the doctor is estimated oh, to be around a thousand years old. Oh, my word. So I was right. But oh, man. Godzilla still wins. According to okay. Dr. Yamane, he's from the Jurassic period, which is around 145 million years mm. ago. So he remains the well, most venerable of them all. <sighs> it was kind of a trick question because <laughs> was. she was not talking about you know, the series. She's talking about she is the at actual first, and then she yeah. sort of more character. I like the way she twisted it on us. So twisted. Like our own little Twilight Zone. All right. So there you go. That's our. I think that's it. I think that's all we need to do. I think we can good. Cut this I think off. that's great. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. If if you guys out there like this, I think we would like to make this more of a, a regular kind of deal. And you know, I know that we didn't go crazy with dropping f bombs and and so forth. We'll, we'll but, get warmed uh, up for that. Yeah. <laughs> we need Fuck more alcohol yeah, we for will. that. <laughs> yeah, as soon as we get. You know, if our host yeah, provides us more motherfucking beer, blue, we'll so I have I no got a beer. excuse. Yeah, <laughs> you got a beer and you got a beer, but yeah. I didn't get a beer. You were too polite. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I got a beer before we knew the keg blue. That's so true. you know, I was not. So it's her fault. But there were two giant twenty twos of 
you know, yeah. stout down there. There's some stouts in there. Like. Yeah, if we wanted to... Ooh, hey, hold on. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the person that gave me that beer is listening anyway. But Oh, stuff, uh, I'm just saying that I don't yeah. like. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. I think it's time to kill this. Let's uh, <laughs> drop an oxygen destroyer in the bay and uh, say... Don't forget to send in your Daikaiju discussion homework for <laughs> Death Kappa. Uh, uh, and yeah. yeah. Oh, you oh, know what we yeah. didn't fucking talk about? We didn't even <laughs> broach the subject. The actual Godzilla news. Of the actual Godzilla oh, news. So we, snap. so we, it's not like we had to bite our tongues. We'll just have to save it for the next episode. Yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, so until then, Brian, yep. Rachel, Yep. And Jeff are saying, along with me, Shanta. Or I did what it right. was that? <laughs> what were you saying? Did you burp? Or what the hell happened? Rachel had half a beer and she is just out of control. <laughs> oh, fucking loopy. Yeah, can you act and we'll be back. <laughs> Jamata. <Jamatoth. laughs>